Welcome to the Arise and Shine podcast, part of the teaching ministry of Pastor Festus Nasoha of Oasis Church and Holy Ghost End Time Ministries International. As it says in Isaiah 60 verse 1, Arise, shine, for your light has come and the glory of God shines over you. It is our hope and desire that through this podcast you'd be encouraged and experience the transforming power of God's word. Be blessed. To me, preach the cross. Preach the cross. The cure for the weakness and the sickness and the misery of the church is the cross. So I'm going to obey him because I don't want to lose my job, okay? I'm going to go ahead and obey I don't want him to fire me. So I'm going to go ahead and preach on the cross. And let's begin in the book of 1 Corinthians. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Now, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, if we can begin there. 1 and verse 18. Verse 18 says... Uh, for the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. But unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. The preaching of the cross to those who are perishing. There are many people who are perishing in the church today. There are many preachers, Christians, who are perishing today. Perishing in the hand of sin, Fear, bondage, on all kinds of aspects of being destroyed. The Lord Jesus said, the thief came to steal, kill, and destroy. The preaching of the cross to those who are perishing is foolishness. It doesn't make any sense. They cannot identify with it. It doesn't help them. They don't see the cross as the solution to their problem. But here the Bible is saying that the cross of Jesus Christ is the power of God. The world we live in today is looking for power. Even the Christians, the non-Christians, the unbelieving world, people are looking for power. The drug addicts, those who are bound in pornography and all kinds of things, they are looking for an escape. They are looking for a way to get out of addictions. Our world today is so heavily addicted to all kinds of bondages. And they are looking for a power that will set them free. But they are looking for the power in the wrong places. The Bible said that the cross is the power of God. So you and I must understand the power of the cross. To those who are perishing, who are on their way to doom, who are being crushed every day, the preaching of the cross is nonsense. Most Christians don't even think that the cross have any way to help them. The Pentecostal charismatic movement has presented the Holy Ghost as the power of God. The Holy Ghost, yes, is the power of God, but the Holy Ghost can only walk through the power of the cross. The power of the Holy Ghost depends on if you and I understand and believe in the power of the cross. Somebody say hallelujah. So many Christians who are tongue-talking Christians, who are prophesying, who are speaking in tongues and talking about the Holy Spirit and expecting the Holy Ghost to do some mighty, release of mighty power in their life, sometimes they find themselves empty and bankrupt, wondering, I have the Holy Ghost, I talk in tongues, I prophesy, I see dreams, I see visions, why am I then powerless? Because the power of the Holy Ghost depends on the power of the cross. Somebody say hallelujah. 
the Holy Ghost can only point you and I to the cross. If we accept the cross, the power of God then is what? Released. Somebody say hallelujah. In Isaiah 53, it says these words. Who has believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? Isaiah 53, in verse 1. Who had believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? You shall know the truth, and the truth shall what? Set you free. And so it says, if you don't believe the report of the cross, the arm of God, the Holy Ghost, is the arm of God. Only when we believe the report of the cross can then the arm of God be revealed in our lives. And so, there in 1 Corinthians again, 1 Corinthians, you remember the Corinthian church was a very funny church. The Corinthian church was full of all mixture. They were full of the Holy Spirit. They were tongue-talking. They loved the gifts of the Spirit, but they were very carnal. They were very divisive. This one said, I'm for Paul. This one said, I'm for Peter. This one said, I'm for Apollos. And they had all kinds of divisions and gossips and murmurings and incense and, and adultery. Yet they were all full of the Holy Ghost. So Paul came telling them, hey, the real power of God is not just in talking in tongues. The real power of God is in the cross. The cross will clean you up. <laughs> Chapter 2 of Second of 1 Corinthians. And in verse 1, it said, And I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God, for I determined not to know anything among you, save Jesus Christ and him, what? Crucified. I wish we Christians can spend more time to talk about Jesus Christ and him crucified. I wish we can learn to put every other talk to the freezer and freeze it. Every other argument and knowledge and doctrine and dogma and religion, who is right, who is wrong, and put them on the fridge and freeze them and just talk about Jesus Christ and him what? Crucified. And then in verse 2 it says, For I determine, is a determination, I determine to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and Christ. Verse 3, And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the splendor of power, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. We are in the last days. Christ is coming back. Hell is spewing out every evil in it. It's like it seems that Lucifer has gone to hell and emptied the hell and bring out every demon down here on earth. And for you and I to survive the onslaught of darkness in this end time, we must know the power of the cross. If you don't know the power of the cross, you may become offended with God. You may backslide and give up. Because you may begin to question God's wisdom and justice. For I determine to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. Then in John chapter 19, are you with me? Say hallelujah. John 19, here was the Lord on the cross. They have, you know, crucified him. They have bruised him, wounded him. Torn his body into pieces, crowned him with thorns, 
They have reduced him to nothing, to a rag of flesh. And in verse 30 of John, hallelujah to Jesus. Verse 30, and when Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, he said, it is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. He said what? It is finished. It means it is completely complete and perfectly perfect. There's nothing else to add to it. The sacrifice of the Lord Jesus Christ on the cross of Calvary is perfected for all time and what? Eternity. His sacrifice is perfect sacrifice. There's nothing to add to it. For everything you and I will ever need to be free people, to serve God, to be victorious over Satan, over sin, over hell, over death, over in, in time and eternity. Everything we will ever need has been completely and fully accomplished on the cross of Calvary. For every disease, for every problem, for every fear, in all times and seasons, all you and I will ever need to rise up and be victorious over sin, over darkness, over Lucifer and his demons is completely complete on the cross of Calvary. It is perfected. There's nothing else to add to it. You don't need any new religion. No new dogma and doctrine. You don't need uh, uh, Mother Teresa to help. You don't need Pope John Paul to make it work. Everything you will ever need for life and righteousness and victory is accomplished on the cross of Calvary. That means in any point in our life, if, the, if any need arise in your life, look to the cross and find the answer. In your family, in your marriage, in your personal life, in society, something demonic, something mental, something physical, something spiritual, everything is answered by the cross. So stop looking, stop searching the internet, looking for some guru to help you out. Look to the cross of Christ and you will find your answers. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. Let's look at Hebrews chapter 9. Hebrews chapter 9. Praise be to God. Wow. The cross, the cross, the cross. And in fact, it says here in verse 12, neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood, he entered in once into the holy, into the holy place, having obtained internal redemption for us. Internal redemption. Redemption that is internal, complete. For all time and eternity. And then verse 13. For if the blood of bulls and of goats and the ashes of an heifer. Sprinkling the unclean sanctified to the purifying of the flesh. How much more shall the blood of Christ. Who through the internal spirit offered himself without spot to God. Purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. The blood of the cross is the cure for a sick conscience. When your conscience is biting you and stinging you and the memory of what you've done is chasing you like a shadow, you can run to the blood of the cross for purgation of your conscience. You can bow your knees and say, Lord Jesus, I bow to the blood of your cross. Please forgive my sins and purge my conscience. 
Many people are sick, not in their body, not even in their mind, but in their conscience. The memory of the past torments you every day. You try to do good things to feel good about yourself. No. If you want to feel good about yourself, go to the blood of Christ and bow your knees and say, Lord Jesus Christ, with that blood that you shed on Calvary's cross, please purge my conscience. Guilt is killing me. The memory of what I did in the past is killing me. I have tried to pray like this. I have tried to pray like that. Try to do like this, do like that. It doesn't work. I have tried to sing it away, to try to forget about it, to try to use mind power to ignore it. It is killing me. Please, Lord, purge my conscience from every dead and stupid works. Somebody say hallelujah. Purify my heart. Purify my conscience. The blood of the cross is the answer to this disease of the conscience. Woo! Hallelujah to Jesus. And then Hebrews 10. Is somebody still with me? I'm glad you are with me. I love you. Wow. In verse 9, he said, Then said he, Lo, I come to do thy will, O God. He taketh away the first that he might establish the second. But which will we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ. Once for what? All. Say once for all. You don't need any new age. No meditations. No jumping river Gandhi and drinking the, 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 the urine of cow to make you clean. No snakes, no scorpions, no tarot cards, no yogi, no psychotronic, no witchcraft, no wizardry. If you want solution to your life's issue, look to the cross. Look to the cross. The answer is in the cross of Jesus. If you want strength, look to the cross. If you want deliverance from demons, from pornography, from any problem in your life, look to the cross. The answer is there for you today. In the Old Testament, the Jews sinned. They spoke against God and against Moses. Snakes came out and began to killing them. And they cried to Moses. God said to Moses, lift up a serpent of brass on the, on the tree. And when he did that, anyone who was beaten by the serpent, look up there, hey, and he's healed. As they look up to the snake on the pole, they were all healed. The Lord Jesus said, now in this New Testament time, the Son of Man, Jesus Christ, will be what? Lifted up on the cross. And anyone who look to the cross shall be healed. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. Wow. When you are preaching, go the time fly. Wow, wow, wow. And this is what I want to read for you here. In verse 14 of Hebrews 10, for by one offering he had perfected forever them that are sanctified. By one offering, perfected. Our completeness, our perfection, our everything we need is in the cross of Christ. In the sacrifice of Jesus Christ is every need of the human race. Every need you have is met on the cross. And... Um, so let's, let me do something for you briefly here. You know, many times, the average Christian believes, this is what most of us believe, that Jesus Christ died for me on the cross. So he died that I might not die. Now, that's true, but it's just half truth. 
If that's all you know, you're going to be a miserable Christian. Doesn't matter who is your pastor, doesn't matter which church you go to. Jesus Christ did not just die for you and I on the cross. That's not just the truth. Now, look at Romans chapter 6. If you're really looking for answer, if you are wondering, is this all I can be in Christ? Is this all the power? Is this all the strength? Where is the power of God? If you look at the church today, all the gossip, all the anger, all the bitterness, all the hypocrisy, all the divorces, all the flesh, the church today is even worse than the unbelievers. You begin to ask yourself, what is wrong? You hear of the pastors that did this one, that did that one, that you begin to ask yourself, what is wrong with us? How can we say we have the truth, yet we are as miserable as everybody else? The answer, in the cross. All these years, the church have tried to go around the cross and kiss it, but never embrace it. We don't want the flesh, you as you're sitting down there, doesn't like the cross. There is something in us humans that doesn't like the cross. Because the cross doesn't feel good. There are people today that they, they hate the cross with all their heart. If they see you with the cross, they'll kill you. But the cross is the power of God. If you want to be a powerful Christian, if you want to be a victorious Christian, the answer is in the cross. Hebrew, I mean, Romans chapter 6. Let's not go too far here. 6 verse 6 saying... Knowing this, say with me knowing this, say with me knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. For he that is dead is free from sin. Why is the church full of sin? The church today is full of sin. The average Christian is full of sin. Why? Because we have not, we, we don't know, or we don't want to know that our old man, what is old man? The nature we, we got from Adam and Eve. Everything you have from Adam and Eve, that, that sinful, fallen human nature. That Adam and Eve that gave the right to Lucifer to control the human race. That nature, that cursed nature, that sinful nature, that evil nature that resists and hates God. That nature, that thing we got from Adam and Eve was crucified with Jesus. That means your old man, that old you that your mother and father gave birth to, Christ dragged it to the cross and nailed it there. You have to know this. Know it. Put on this understanding. Put on this knowing in your inner man. That your old human nature was crucified with Jesus. Huh. Very important. I know many of us also want to know that. This is not the good news. But this is the good news. The old man, that crook, 
that crooked person, that liar and gossiper, that cheat, that swindler, that prostitute spirit, that seducing person, that crooked serpent that we were born with, that nature of hell and demons that we were born with, Jesus Christ took it to the cross. It died with Christ. He took it with himself. And it died with it. Knowing this. Knowing this. Knowing this. If you don't know this. Or if you reject and resist it. Then your body, which has been the factory of sin, will still control you. And it has the right to do so. Your body will tell you, tell me the reason why I will let you be clean. That the body which sin has used and controlled might be what? <laughs> Broken. Why? So that from henceforth, you will no more what? Serve sin. Until you know this, continuously know it in your heart and mind. Now listen, I am not saying you should do anything. What it is saying here is what? No. I didn't say, he didn't say stop anything. He said, know this. He didn't even say stop smoking or stop drinking or stop. Don't stop anything. Just know this. Know this in your heart. Believe it in your heart. Say it with your mouth and sin will be. The appetite, the controlling power of pornography will be. I didn't say stop it. I said know it. Know it more than you know your name. Why you have the cocaine to snuff? Say to yourself, my old man was crucified with Jesus. I died with Christ. I, the, the power of the sin will be broken over your mind. Knowing this in your heart, believe it in your heart, and keep saying it, saying it, saying it, saying it. I am crucified with Jesus. I died when he died. The sinful nature in me died on the cross. I am now a new creation. The power of alcohol will be what? That thing that feeds that demon will be broken. Knowing this. Knowing this. If you don't want to know this. If you resist this. If you reject it, then you have, no, you have no power to control your flesh. And you will still be a servant of sin. Who died on the cross? Not Jesus, but our what? Our old man. Say with me, my old man. Years ago, I told Festus, to say, hey, Festus, you know, at last I know you and I hate you. If you lift up your ugly head, I'm, I am now a new creation. I am born again and I am in charge. I say flesh, I'm now the new master. You, you don't tell me that garbage. I'm, I'm a new creation. I lived there in Europe. Sometimes I have some of the most beautiful guests all around in the front here. If I don't know this, you wouldn't even know me. The power of the cross set me free. Knowing. Don't do nothing. Just know. Say it in the morning. Say it in the day. Confess it in your bed while you are lying down. 
I know, I know. My old man, the Adamic nature died when Christ died. So I will no more serve sin. Because he that is dead is free from sin. Knowing this, knowing this, knowing this. Wow, is anybody still here with me? Who was crucified on the cross? People say, oh, Christ died for us on the cross. And don't you see how miserable we are? No, he died with our old man. And in chapter 2 of Galatians, let's quickly go. I'll try the best I can. When the time is over, somebody scream, please. So I can hear you. Because when I'm preaching good, I'm gone. <laughs> 220 of Galatians. Paul writing here. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me, and the life which I live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. When I used to be a young Christian in the church, I thought it was just Paul talking about himself. No, he's talking about every believer. The I. Say with me, I. I. I, I is dead. I, I, I. Lucifer said, I will ascend. I will be like the most high. I, I, I. God said, I will put you down. I'll make you shameful. I'll... <laughs> I, 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 I. So, you, Paul said that the I in you was crucified with what? With Jesus. So, you no more do I will. I was crucified. I was crucified. Chapter 5 of Galatians, are you still with me? You are a beautiful audience. That's why I like Victory Church. All right? And verse 24 of uh, chapter 5. Verse 24 says, And they that are Christ have crucified what? America say the flesh. Hello, Americans say flesh. Say it again, flesh. Flesh, flesh, flesh. Now, don't forget that. <laughs> I have never seen a nation that pamper the flesh like America. You have the throne, for, you, you enthrone flesh. And flesh is not just this. This one is nothing. It's, flesh is everything you got from Adam. Fleshly mindedness, carnal mind, carnal thinking, carnal talking. Eyes, ears, nose, the five senses that are controlled by the devil. The flesh. He, they that are Christ have put the flesh to death with its affections and lusts. That's why the devil has prepared a soup for the flesh. And every day the young people stir up that pot of flesh through their eyes and ears and nose and they drown in the filth of flesh. Filth come from their mouth, from their eye, from their ear. Filthy flesh. But if you are Christ, you have nailed the flesh to the cross. It is either you kill the flesh or the flesh kill you. Decide who will live, you or the flesh. The Bible says if you through the Holy Ghost put to death your flesh, then you shall live. The flesh is crucified with Jesus Christ. Say with me, the flesh and its lusts and desires is crucified with Jesus Christ.
Jesus came to do one thing, and that is to bring the kingdom of God. The way this is accomplished in our lives is through the gift of salvation. Salvation is a free gift of grace. It means that a person is forgiven and freed from their sin, given a new life, will go to heaven when they die, and will one day be resurrected from the dead when Jesus comes to make all things new. To receive this gift of salvation, there's a couple key things. First, recognize you're a sinner, meaning your life is not aligned with God's purpose for you and that you do things that are wrong and evil, deserving of God's judgment. Second, recognize that you need a savior, that Jesus died and rose again to forgive and free you from your sins and to give you a new life. Third, turn from your life of sin and believe in Jesus Christ for your salvation. You can pray a prayer like this. Father in heaven, I come before you today to turn from my sins. I recognize that I am a sinner and that I need a savior, and Jesus is that savior. I believe he died for my sins and rose again to set me free so I can be in heaven with you when I die and one day rise again like Jesus did. I turn to you, Lord, and I turn from my sins and receive from you a new life. In Jesus' name, amen. For more resources on the next steps to take, check out our website, holyghost.cz, and visit the page, New Start, under the Seeking God section. Thank you for listening to the Arise and Shine podcast. Our prayer is that it encouraged, instructed, and uplifted you and pointed you to Jesus Christ. For more information about Pastor Festus, Oasis Church, and Holy Ghost Anti-Ministries International, visit our website, holyghost.cz. Be blessed.